Good morning. Are you fired up for God? Uh, eight of you are. Let's try it one more time. Are you fired up for God? All right. You know, I believe in miracles. I believe in miracles. We have seen God do so many miracles. Let me tell you what my one disappointment is. That some people don't experience them. That some people get healed and some don't. That's my greatest disappointment. And as I was worshiping today, I was just praying. I said, God, I want this to be a place to where we see more miracles of God. More of the hand of God in our life. For God to do the unbelievable. You know, I I thought about it. There's really hardly been a week go by that we haven't been able to report to you something that God has done that is very, very miraculous. In fact, the last six weeks have been truly a miracle of God. You know, June and July are not supposed to be banner months for churches. People go on vacations, and they take their money with them. <laughs> Amen? I mean, it just happens. We know what happens in June and July. But God doesn't go on vacation. God is always Working, His Word is strong and true and fixed in the heavens. As I look back over the last six weeks, we have seen more than a hundred decisions for Christ. Dozens of people have been healed. Financially, we have had the strongest July in record. Would you put your hands together? That's not very enthusiastic. Let me just say it another way. We have had, in July, probably the greatest month we've had outside of Christmas. Now, I don't know if that means much to you, but when you see people who, out of the depths of what they have, pour out and give and serve and live it out, you see, we continue, to be a pe- we continue to see people healed on a regular basis. I wonder what would happen if we all would really get serious about prayer. I wonder what would happen if you would take the challenge to say, this year, with the months that remain, I'm going to get serious about believing God. I wonder what would happen. I wonder what would happen if, if you really targeted in your prayer to see the hand of God move. What would happen? I venture to say if you were diagnosed with cancer, your prayer life would go up. Have you ever had the burden for somebody else who has cancer? Have you ever had the burden to say, I'm going to not only have that feeling of pain in my gut, but I'm going to get on my knees. And I'm going to commit myself to the things of God to see God work in prayer through faith. Why does it take a crisis for us to begin to pray? He is the God who is worthy, who is, whose word is fixed in the heavens. We will, take, we will give up no ground to the enemy. Our victory is secure in Jesus. Our direction is straight ahead, and we are confidences in God and God alone. I don't read the headlines to try to figure out emotionally where I am. I don't look at research to try to determine my future. I look to the Word of God and the Spirit of God. 
When God begins to, to rise up in us a spirit of faith or rise up in us a spirit of, of generosity, I just praise God for that. Amen? You know, last week we had one of our, our summer uh, nights, uh, and we asked you to come and to bring skateboards. We're gonna, we were going to bless the Boys and Girls Club of Anaheim. Now, you may not know much about them, but it is one of the largest ones in the country. And most of the kids that are there are classified basically as homeless. Many of them live in apartments. They're there 30, 45 days. They have to move out for 15. They can come back in. Almost all of them are single-family parents. Almost all of them struggle to get a good meal before they go off to school. I want to show you what happened. We gave 32 skateboards to over 100 kids. The director said it's one of the most exciting donations of the year. They were down to only three skateboards. Now, that may not seem like a lot to you, but you begin to think about 100, 200 kids and three skateboards, and they weren't in very good condition. Let me show you some pictures of what what happened when we took those skateboards to those kids. You notice they're all affixed with an influence sticker. What you think about? They're going to close the program down. Let's get it. Put your hands together. You know what? We're going to put you in class for clapping. You are the worst clappers today I've ever seen in my life. Do we have the prompter? Do we have the clap prompter or not? Okay, just keep working it. Keep working it. Come on now. You know what? The sermons get longer the less you clap. Okay. You know, I, I was just told they were in need of a school bus for a new partnership to pick up some extremely low-income homeless kids uh, each morning. And they decided they were going to hire a Class B driver in faith, believing they were going to get a school bus. And I just began to sit down and pray. I said, God, if, if you want us to have a part in that, you, do, you just show us and we'll begin to, to think about it. And then I began to, all of a sudden, I got a vision of this school bus with flames coming off the, the front wheels and, you know, and something that it was exciting and draw kids in. Then I began to think, God, wouldn't it be cool if somehow we could figure out how to get that bus to come over here and drop those kids off on Sunday morning and we could feed them a lunch and we could minister Jesus to them. And I began to think about what, what God could do if we just get out of our selfish self. Oh my gosh, we're living in Orange County and all we think about is us. When are we going to get a broken heart for the lost and the poor and those who struggle in life? God's got to do something to break through our life, to get us to a place of really seeing people as God sees people. We're just reading in Deuteronomy chapter 28, and I want you to take your Bibles and turn there with me. In Deuteronomy 28, beginning in verse 1, I began to read about the blessings of God. And I began to take those blessings that he talks about, and I began to intertwine in it what God has done and what God can do in our life. The Bible says this, Now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. You know what the voice is? Is The voice is when God speaks to you through his word. And all of a sudden, you begin to hear the voice of God. You begin to say, you know, I think you're talking about me, God. 
I think, God, you're, you're referring to me. I think you want to get my attention, God. I want to hear your voice. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, and they follow me. You see, sheep hear the voice of God. I want to hear the voice of God loud and clear. How about you? Amen? Amen. It says to observe carefully all the commandments which I command you today. That the Lord, the Lord will set you high above all the nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. Blessings will come on you. Blessings will overtake you. Is You say, I'm walking this fast and the blessings are coming this fast. God says, I'm going to bring blessings on you faster than you can walk, faster than you can move. I'm going to overtake you. I'm going to have blessings in the future waiting for you when you get there. Because I want to do something greater than you could ever imagine do. And it says they shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. I was reading over there in 1 John chapter, or 3 John rather, verses 1 and 2. And look what it says. He says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper. And if you look up that word prosper in the original language, it literally means to have business success. It's related to your business. And here's what John was praying. I'm praying that whatever you do in life, as your vocation, that God will bless you. Then he went on to say this, and in all things you be in health. And there that particular word has to do with the physical dimension of man. And then he says, just as your soul, and that's your mind, your will, and your emotions as they prosper. You see what God is saying? God says, I want you to, to be blessed in all areas of your life. I don't want you to feel like it's one dimensional. I want you to feel like every dimension of your life, I want to put my hand on. I want to bless it. And you see, God is about the whole person. I, want to, I love that, the little things that happen around here that sometimes we don't hear about it. And I just kind of heard about this through the grapevine. And then I confirmed it and asked uh, Marlene to write up about this. But here's what she wrote. You won't believe this. I went to buy a ticket for the Women's of Influence Conference in January, and a wonderful blonde lady handling the tickets bought the lady in front of me two tickets and then paid for my ticket and told us that God had blessed them because they gave and they were paying back, and she told us to put our money in the church collection plate. You know what I loved about that story? I love about that story that here's somebody who blesses somebody said, be blessed, and then go be blessed. You see, God always wants us to give so that we can keep on giving. God will give you so that you can bless, not so that you can store up and get more. God wants us to be givers and be generous with everyone and everything we do in life. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, look at what it says in verses 3 uh, through 6. Blessed shall you be in the city. Blessed shall you be in the country. He says, I'm going to bless you wherever you go. Whatever you do, I want to bless you. I want you to keep your eye open for my blessings. See, sometimes I go, I don't know if I'm blessed or not. Hey, I promise you this. If you're alive, you got one blessing. Amen? Amen? Amen. Some of you are reasonably good looking. That's two blessings. Amen? Right? What do they say? One out of every three people are extremely handsome or beautiful. Look to your right. Look to your left. If it's not them, it must be you. Amen? You know, when Tammy was talking about getting to heaven, you know, and, and how we're going to have this, you know, this new body to worship God in, I thought, you know what? Uh, I've made my living, really, uh, in some ways, being a before model. 
you know, the before and after, you know, you see like, here's the guy before and here's the guy after. And, and I'm not, I've never been the chiseled guy after. I've always been the before model. And then I got to think in the spiritual realm. Isn't it true that we are, this is the before. And then one day we're going to have the after. We're going to have that new redemption, that new redeemed body that that God is going to put together for us. And it's not going to be subject to sickness, not going to be subject to decay, not going to be subject to any of that stuff. So praise God, your before model right now here on planet Earth. He says in verse 4, blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground and the increase of your herds. The increase of your cattle, your offspring of your flocks. You say, well, I don't, I don't have any cattle. No, he's talking about what is your livelihood. He said, I want to increase that. He says, what is it you put your hand to? I want to increase that. I'm going to do some things in your life if you'll let me. If you'll obey the voice of the Lord your God. I'm going to do some things in your life that are going to only be explained by me. You're not going to, have, you're not going to be able to take credit for it. You're not going to be able to say, by my own might, I did it. You're going to be able to say, look what God did in me and through me because I obeyed the voice of the Lord my God. He goes on to say, blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall be when you come in, blessed when you go out. So every dimension, you see what God's doing? He's saying, I want to bless everything that you do in life. Everywhere you go. Sometimes we get so caught up in our problems or in the crisis or the issues of life that we really don't stop long enough to say, God, have you really blessed me and what are you doing in my life? I love this statement from Bill Johnson. He says, our hearts are gates through which the spirit realm interacts with the natural realm. And our thoughts and words open up these gates. What is it you're thinking about? What is it you're saying? What are you, what's coming out of your mouth? You see, our words are either going to be life or they're going to be death. The meditations of your heart, are they to bless the Lord or are they not to bless the Lord? He goes on then to quote from Luke. He says, a good man out of his treasure of his heart brings forth good. An evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You ever been around someone that just seemed like Everything that was coming out of their mouth just wasn't positive and wasn't good and and wasn't blessing. See, the problem never has to do with the mouth. It has to do with the heart. God wants to do heart surgery on us. When the heart's right, the mouth will speak the right thing. People that are negative or people that are gossipy or slanderous, you see, that just tells you about their heart. That's all. And God says, look, we're all capable of that, amen? We We all can fall prey to that problem. He says, well, I want you to have a renewed heart. I want you to have a good heart, a beautiful heart. Deuteronomy 28, verses 7 and 8. It says, the Lord will cause your enemies that rise up against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way, and they shall flee seven ways. I love that, don't you? I just picture this army coming at you, you know, and they're, they're coming at you, and all of a sudden, there's something that happens. God gets in the front of that army. God gets in the front of that, that problem, and all of a sudden, they say, who's that? What's going on? And the enemy begins to flee in seven different directions. They can't even keep rank because the presence of God showed up. 
Because God got in the middle of it. God got in front of you. God says, I, if you'll let me lead you, I will lead you. And he also said, and I'll be your rear guard. He says, I'll go before you and I'll be behind you. The psalmist said, thou, Lord, are a shield all about me, my glory and the lifter of my head. God says, I'm going to surround you with my presence. It says, the Lord will command blessings. The Lord will command blessings on you in your storehouses. And there he's talking back about what God would do. He said, remember, bring all the tithes and offerings into the storehouse that my house might be full. He's saying, Israel, every storehouse you have, every synagogue in the temple, I'm going to put, I'm going to fill it up. I'm going to do something miraculous. I'm going to command blessings. I'm going to command blessings. You're not going to have to worry about it in your storehouses, in all that you set your hand. When you, set, when you start off for work, when you begin to go look for a job, whatever you're doing in life, you say, God, I just want to be where you want me to be. I want to do what you want me to do. Will you bless what I do? Will you get the glory from what I do, God? Will you put your hand on me in such a way that no one can get credit except you, God? Just ask God to do it. Just ask God to get involved in your life in a powerful way. And he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Let me tell you another story. Here's another story that was told me by Mary. Two months ago, a co-worker who was Jewish uh, was introduced to me. He was told that I went to Influence Church and was part of the prayer team. He said he ne- neither he nor his family believed in hell. But they do think there is a heaven. Then he said, his mom has stage four cancer. So I told him about the prayer wall and asked if he wanted me to put the prayer request in the wall, which he agreed to let me do. Last Tuesday at the doctor's appointment, they did numerous tests and confirmed that her cancer is completely gone. You know what? I really think if that was your cancer gone, you'd be clapping louder. Let's try it one more time. I'm telling you, I'm putting you in remedial clap clap. This is a Jewish unbeliever. He was speechless, she went on to report. I told him all was for the honor and the glory of Jesus Christ. Facebook. This is a Facebook message I got from Kathy. Hi, Pastor Phil. This is just yesterday. I want to tell you that all your prayers are working in my favor. God blessed me with news that nothing was nothing but a miracle. I'm in pre-remission from stage 4 colon cancer with an S mutation that only 5% of the people get and only 2% live through it. Thank you for your prayers. God bless this church. I long for the day, and you've heard me say it, I really do. I mean this. This is my prayer. I long for the day when people who are cured of cancer is so common that we go, oh, really, is there anything else we can pray about? What I'm trying to say is not to diminish the seriousness of cancer, but to lift up the power of God. I want to see God do the unbelievable in our midst. I want people to come here because they say, I heard the power of God's here. I've heard there's a miracle here. I heard that I can come here and somehow God is going to show up. I don't, want to, I don't want people to show up because they say the music's great or the preaching's great. I want to say because God showed up and God touched my life. God healed me. God, I see the works of God. Paul, when he came to the Corinthians, he said, I didn't come to you in eloquent words of wisdom, but in a demonstration of the Spirit 
and of power. You know what the power is? The power is to transform lives. Power is to take somebody from darkness and put them into light. To take somebody who has no faith and put them in faith. Power is to take and heal relationships and heal marriages. To restore the fathers to the sons and the sons to the fathers, the daughters to the mothers. That's the power of God we want to see. That's what I long for. I long for this to be a place where they just talk about God and they honor God. And you walk in here and you feel the presence of God. That is my prayer. That's why we have a house of prayer on Tuesday morning. Because we say, God, we need more of you. We need more of your presence here, God. We never have enough. We just welcome the Holy Spirit here in great power. We don't just faith it, God. We want to feel it. We want to see a demonstration of it, God. Stephen Furtick wrote in one of his books, God expects us to ask him for big things. We might even say that we insult him when we ask him and only expect to him to deliver in small ways. How big and powerful is God? Do you believe that he can do anything? Do you believe that God is good and wants to bless you? Heaven is crowded with kingdom blessings that need to be released here on earth. Remember what Jesus said? Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That heaven needs to open up and pour out on us. You and I are the agents whom God uses to bless, to heal, to restore to build, and to change the world. That's why we're here. We're not here to get a good sermon. We're not here to grow old. We're not here to, to get a good job. That's part of it. We're here to bless the Lord and, and do the work of the kingdom of God. We are his ambassadors. We are his disciples. We are his servants and his agents. He said, as I have done, so you do. You go and do likewise. Deuteronomy 28, verses 12 and 13. I, I love this passage. Look what it says. The Lord will open to you his good treasure. You know that word open? It's a farming term. It means to take the plow and turn over the ground. If you've ever seen a plow and you see a tractor go down and run that furrow and, and all of a sudden you see that hard ground from the, from the long winter and that plow hits it and just flips it upside down. And you can see right down inside of the earth. I thought about that, that parable that's told over there in Matthew chapter 13, 44, where it says the man found a pearl of great price. He hid it in the ground in a field and he buried it back over and then he w went and bought the field because in that field there was something precious. I want you to know God has a field for you. God says, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to plow deep. I'm going to turn the ground over. You're going to see the pearl of great price. You're going to see the kingdom power right here. He says he will open to you his good treasure. God says, I'm going to flip the ground open. I'm going to show you my good treasure, the heavens, the heavens to give the rain to your land in its season, to bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. And the Lord will make you to be the head and not the tail. You shall, shall be above only and not beneath. If you heed, now here's the condition, if you heed the commandments of the Lord your God that I command you today and are careful to observe them. Here's what he says. He says the Lord is going to open up the good, the, the heavens, the, the good treasure of his heavens. What do you think God has stored up for you? 
I wonder how many treasures we've missed out on because we haven't obeyed the Lord or haven't believed God. God says, I want to open them up. I want to open them up. What would it take for you to really say, God, I want to see the heavens open. I want to really trust. I want to believe in you. He says, I want you to be the head and not the tail. You see that word head there means the one that you see and you know it's running the right course. And the tail is the farthest extremity that you don't notice. I want you to be that. Do you want to be that? You see, down deep inside of you right now, you're probably struggling. You're saying, I think I do, but I don't know what that might cost me. I think I'd like to follow God like that, but what if, what if that cost me so much? What if it takes some of my precious time that I use going out to a restaurant? What if it takes some of my precious time where I sit in front of a television? What if it takes some of my precious time when I go here or go there and, and I spend my... What if it takes some of that? And you know, deep down, you know I'm talking to you. You'd never call it precious time, but it's precious because you give your attention to it. Whatever you give your attention to is precious. Do you give your attention to God? You see, we somehow think that following serving God means giving up. It means gaining. It's all about gaining God. It's all about gaining His blessing. It's all about being in His presence. You know, Jesus said... Come and follow me. One of the disciples says, I need to go bury my father. He said, then you have no part of the kingdom. He wasn't being insensitive to a funeral. What he was saying was, it sounds like you've got something in your life that's going to keep you from following me. And if it's not that, it'll be something else. How much time do you have on earth? You know, some of you have what you think might be 100 years. Some of you have... Five years. Some of you have 20 years. Some, we don't know, do we? None of us know. What if you use whatever you had left and you just focused on today and said, I'm going to use today for the glory of God? I wonder what would be different. I wonder how you'd be different. I wonder how the world would be different because of that. I sat down and I wrote a prophetic blessing. I, I've written a number of these. I plan to package all of these into a book once I get enough of them. But uh, they've blessed people and they've, they've helped people kind of put things in place. What I'm going to ask you to do is I'm going to ask you to stand with me right now. And, and what we're going to do is we're going to just say this together. It'll be on the screen for you. I call it the blessing of being blessed. The blessing of being blessed. Let's just say this together. In the name of the Most High God, I declare that I am blessed. All of his promises are given that I might declare his praises. God has arranged good and not evil in my path. My enemies are powerless against me. God has made me to be the head and not the tail. I will be rewarded in this life and in the life to come because of my obedience. Let's just bow together right now.
I want you just to begin to think about the blessings of God. Would you just in your own mind right now, would you think about how God has blessed you? Not your difficulties, not your struggles. As God reveals those to you, he might say, you've been blessed by, with good health. You've been blessed with a job. You've been blessed with friends. You've been blessed with a family. How many of you say right now that God has shown you several blessings the way you've been blessed? Would you just raise your hand? Just raise your hand up. You've been blessed right now. Now, what would happen? Just keep your hand up for a second. What would happen if you focused on those blessings? Not the difficulties, not the struggles, and you say, I'm going to, I have been blessed, God, and I'm going to bless. Okay, you can put your hand down. Father, we have testified here today that we have been blessed, all of us in some way. God, forgive us for going down the path of difficulty and struggle and, and defeat. Forgive us, God, for giving up ground to the enemy and think that somehow he is controlling or, or, or deciding our destiny, God. Our destiny is determined by one and one alone, and that is God Almighty. Right now, Father, we as individuals and we as a church, we bless the name of the Almighty God. We give you praise, we give you glory, we give you thanksgiving. God, there is no greater blessing, there is no greater gift than we can have than the gift of eternal salvation. I venture to say that some in this room, God, do not have that gift. They do not know you as Savior. They do not know you as Lord. And I'm going to ask them right now, I'm going to ask you, whoever you are, to look deep within your soul. Do you know without a shadow of a doubt that if you stood before God today, he would welcome you into his kingdom and say, welcome, my son, my daughter. If there's any doubt in your heart, I'm going to ask you right now to pray a prayer with me like this one. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner. I believe you died on the cross for me to take away my sins, to give me the gift of eternal salvation. It's in your name, Jesus, that I ask you to forgive me. The Word of God says that if I believe in my heart that God has raised him from the dead, that I will be saved. That if I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, I will be saved. Right now, I confess. I believe Jesus is Lord and Jesus has risen from the dead. And I take the gift of salvation freely. In Jesus' name. If that was your prayer, I'm going to ask you just to slip your hand up right now. Wherever you are, that was your prayer. God bless you. Anybody else? God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Anyone else? You slip your hand up and you slip it right back down. God bless you. Father, many have lifted their hands and said, I, I believe that I've just received Christ. I pray now you'll guard them from the enemy and will try to snatch that faith from them. We'll try to snatch that, that the conviction of what happened right there. I pray, God, that the roots will go deep into the soil of the Word of God. That fruit will come forth. Some 60, some 80, some 100 fold. But God, that life will be evident in everything that they do. And God, for every one of us who raised our hand and said, I have been blessed, God, I pray a double blessing on every one of us right now, God. And I pray a double obedience on every one of us, God. 
any area of our life that we're not obedient, God, just bring us to a point of obedience right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, guys, do you feel blessed? Do you really? How blessed do you feel? Amen. I feel blessed because some of you are learning how to clap. Amen? Amen. Hey, I hope you have a great week in the Lord. And remember, be a blessing to someone. Amen? If you can help out Jared this week at uh, Skid Row, sign up in the lobby, and we're going to do some evangelistic work down there. God bless you. Have a great day in the Lord.